My name is Nathan Kolopek. I am Matthew Morkin. And this is the Veritas Equipping Podcast. Our goal is, especially during this time, to equip you to live out your faith and love Jesus well. Veritas, today we have a special guest that many of you might not know, even though you have been influenced by his work. Can you introduce yourself to us and tell us your official job title, please? Yeah, uh, my name is Andrew Mayle, and I'm the creative arts director here on staff. Okay, Andrew, when was the last time you did announcements, or you gave a sermon, or you like starred in a video at Veritas? Uh, never, actually. No, I've never Andrew, done any of those things. I think in some of our pictures, I've seen your hands. So Maybe. you've been a part of some of those things. You may, you may have seen me in some pictures or some videos. Mostly you'll see my family in them. <laughs> Usually there's like a corner of something of them in the <laughs> video or something. So again, as you're listening in, you might not even recognize Andrew from stage, something like that, but his work has influenced the um, the life of our church, the pace of our church, those things. And especially during this pandemic season, Andrew and the team have been working really, really hard to try to help us keep functioning as a church, whether it's through content, through Sundays, all those things. So some of what we want to talk about with you today is, one, just kind of what work are you doing? What are you putting into that? And then two, we want to talk through how people can be involved in creative arts at our church. So the hope is uh, for you listening in that you get to know Andrew a little bit better and, and hear a little bit of what's going on behind the scenes of the church. But then more than that, you get to figure out how you can be part of just the church moving forward. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Okay, so Andrew, beginning of March, March, what was it, 8th, we have a normal Sunday service. And then the next week, we don't have church. Like we're not live. What is happening that week? And then the, the two weeks it took to kind of get live stream going. What's the stuff going on behind the scenes there? Those two weeks were really interesting because nobody knew anything. Mm-hmm. Like, are we going to go back to church? Are we going to have to stream? Are we just going to like take a two week break and not meet at all? So there's a lot of unknowns. So working through like what those unknowns were, the director's team and the elders figuring out what direction we needed to go. Like nobody really knew. So what those two weeks looked like was just, hey, what are the options, right? Mm-hmm. So what can we do? Um, how much is it going to cost to do different things? Uh, just those kinds of details. Uh, what cables do we need? I mean, <laughs> it's just crazy stuff, right? Yeah. Crazy levels of detail. So uh, those two weeks were like, okay, the first week was, here's some options. We can do nothing. We can meet like regular, like nothing's going on. We could live stream. We could do a combination. Those are pretty much the options. And once we wade through those, we landed on, well, we're going to live stream for now. Um, so, that, yeah, we went from there. And the first couple months as COVID was kind of expanding in America, we weren't sure how long this would last. And even in Iowa, it seemed like the cases were going down. They were going down for a while until recently, as we're recording this now, we're, we're in kind of an upsurge. So even some of the decisions in the early days were kind of going back and looking at, okay, how do we move forward? Mm-hmm. How does your team process through getting communication out to the church? So what are the different channels we have as a church? I'm kind of wanting to know, like, give us the inside baseball pitch of like, what's what's your workflow look like when it comes to communicating at our church? The first step is like, what needs to be communicated? And then who's needing to be communicated with? Because... We want to communicate in a way that people are going to understand it, right? So we have to tailor messages that make sense. So 
Um, there's just so much content and nobody really knows. So people probably received a million emails, you know. They may have uh, checked the website several times trying to figure out uh, what's coming up next. And a lot of it was process was like, okay, this is what we're communicating it. Here's a draft of how we're going to say it. Is this what we mean by, mm. by it? And now let's put it out and rinse and repeat. Over, like Almost every day it felt like we were learning new information and changing the plan. So it was just a lot of yeah conversations and where it got tricky was after a few weeks it was like, have we said this before? Do people understand it? Do they not understand it? Do we, is this yesterday's message and not today's, you know, those kinds of things. That's one thing I appreciate. I mean, there is more that goes on than you realize in us sending out an email to yeah. people, like yeah. no matter what the material is, whether it's yeah. kids ministry, family ministry, adult ministry, there's a lot more than just pounding out an email, click and send, and calling it a day. There's there's an investment, especially with some of the engagement that has to take on, you know, when you're making decisions like that too. So absolutely, I mean, you were, we were at the time we were competing with everybody. I mean, you might have bought a product from a store seven years ago, and their CEO sent you a message to, yep. to explain what they're doing for the virus. So like everyone's messages are getting flooded and. How do you cut through that noise? That's really what uh, what we work on. And what even outside of a time of COVID, what are the channels of communication we use as a church regularly? We use uh, several different channels for communication. We obviously have a website that people can go to. We've got social media channels like Facebook and Instagram. Email is the channel. Uh, since COVID started, we've added YouTube. We've added the equipping podcast that everyone's listening to right now, we've added just the Bible reading plan. That's not really a communication thing, but we've added a lot of things to help people hear different messages. Uh, we're in a really unique time right now with technology and um, in our culture where people can look for any information they want whenever they want, pretty much wherever they want. In the early days when I was a kid, probably before I was a kid, really, like my grandparents' church, when my kids, when my parents were kids, it was simple. They had a church bulletin, and that was your calendar for the week, right? Yeah, yeah. You take that home, you put it on your refrigerator, and that's your church. That's your calendar. You know everything. Well, now it's like there are people that still want that. There's people who are like, can I just get a calendar invite? There's people who are like, I want to go find it on your website and pick and choose what I what I get. And it's just, it's crazy. So having a channel and a purpose for each channel is super important. And one of the battles that we face as a church our size is there are so many things we could do and could add to the calendar. There's so many things we could communicate where we could spend half an hour on a Sunday updating people with everything happening. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at like August with kickoffs, things like that. It's really important to differentiate who needs to hear what, when, how, right? Absolutely. Because at a certain point, it becomes all white noise. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a huge task that your department has to face. Yeah, and which so, which channels make sense and which don't make sense. So there's it seems like there's a new social media channel every day or every week that pops up, and, you know, TikTok and all these different things. Like, do we do that? Do we not do that? So like, we have to kind of pick and choose like what makes most sense for people that we're communicating to. So we're we're a large church. We have a lot going on. How big is your department that's helping manage these things, make them happen, make them move forward? Yeah, so there's there's three of us. So quite a lot of things for the three of us to manage. I have the privilege of leading the department, which is just a great privilege and it's a big responsibility. But without Taryn and Kendra, it would be very hard to function without it. So Taryn does a great job at designing our graphics. You read a lot of things that she's written or um, has edited 
Um, her hands are touched on almost every communication piece that we have. And Kendra helps Tara and I keep, keep on track because as creative, sometimes we want to run down this path or run down this path. And um, it's easy for us to get excited about something and, and even like spend too much time dealing with these seven pixels that, <laughs> that are going to make up a millimeter of, your, of the image, you know, where, where Kendra's like, hey, guys, can you... How's this coming? How's this coming? You know, <laughs> can you get stuff done? Can you get stuff done? Yeah. So she's yeah. very helpful that way. And Kendra's part time with your department. She's also working operations. She's kind of managing things for a large part of the church. So even then, your team is like two and a half people for this whole church, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you guys can't accomplish everything just the, a couple of you there. Where do volunteers play in as far as whether it's communication or a Sunday morning? I know that's kind of cross-departmental with worship. Yeah. How do volunteers fit into the communication ecosystem of Veritas? We have a photographer team that shoots the majority of our photos. So, I mean, as you look at our website, as you look at images in the building or any sort of print pieces that we have, 95% of those photos are taken by volunteers and they just do an excellent job. These are people who sacrifice lots of time, not just a Sunday morning, because there's lots of editing that's involved as well. So they're going to uh, they're going to shoot an event on, on a Wednesday night or over a course of a weekend if it's a student retreat or something like that. And then they're going to take those images back, hundreds, maybe thousands of them, and then edit them all. And so it's hours and hours of time that they give, and it's unbelievable. But the impact that it has is just showing the culture of our church, showing this is who we are. Like We're not trying to have these slick polished graphics for everything that we do and put ourselves up in this, you know, this other, other place where people want to look to look at us, but just be like, Hey, this is us. We're just, we're just people, you know? So the, none of our pictures are stock photos. I mean, we try to get our people in our pictures. That's what you're saying. Every single photo that we use here is not a stock photo. It's one that has been shot by a volunteer or one of our staff members. Yeah. What about things like, tech on a Sunday morning or stage design? I mean, is that stuff that you and Taryn are just handling by yourselves? Uh, no. So there's lots of lots of other opportunities. So creative arts department used to contain worship as well. And that's recently split off just to help us have a clearer focus in worship and in the arts. But the, I have a big history um, just in my career of, of technology and uh, audiovisual things. So I still get to work with those guys. And there's 15 to 20 volunteers um, at any given time that are serving on a regular rotation, running sound or programming lights or coming in on a weekend on a Sunday after services and building sets and things like that. To have our auditorium be like a welcoming place that's uh, where people can come and worship God together and um, inspire them. And a lot of those things haven't changed even during COVID, right? I mean, when we're live streaming, we still need someone to to help the lights happen or, you know, yeah. even even more than that to run cameras, things like that. Yeah. I, um, on the tech side of things, things have increased since COVID started. It was pretty wild. It was like, oh, we need to do all the jobs that we normally do on a Sunday and we need to run the cameras and we need to switch it and we need to run people to help like run comments and things on social media just to engage people at home while they're streaming. So lots of things like that. The first little while we built a little set and we set it up on the stage and trying to figure that out. Where does the wood come from? Like what stores are even open to sell this stuff? Uh, just lots of things like that. Can I ask a quick question about like the online? How do you get that? I mean, does that 
I mean, it costs a few bucks. Is it through YouTube or is it through Facebook? How do, what is live? How does it happen? Yeah. Basically, the simplest way to explain it is we trick the computer into thinking our video broadcast equipment is a webcam. And the computer basically says, hey, that's a webcam. I can log into any service at that point and say, like, use this camera for my live feed, right? But the computer, it's actually not the webcam on the on the monitor of your screen. It's mm-hmm. actually the video switcher that's switching all the cameras and putting the graphics on the, at the bottom of it. So that's the simplest way. But uh, the system as a whole is, you know, we've got, there's three cameras and they basically plug into a device where I can pick which one we want. And it overlays the graphics at the bottom and then it puts it on the internet. And we actually use a service that distributes it for us to, to uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and to um, our church website platform. And Veritas, one of the things that I, I want you to do is when you see people running tech, when you see Andrew, whatever, thank them for the hard work they're putting in that, that you won't see sort of on stage. You'll see the results of their work, but many of us that um, watch the live stream at home or many of us walking through this transition too have benefited from the hard work of Andrew, his team, and the crew of volunteers. But again, they're not the ones that are up on stage. So please pray for them, seek them out, and thank them for, for their hard work in helping us as a church continue to gather on the word. And I think it's important not to see this group of folks as totally different. I mean, here are folks that are using their gifts and abilities. I do not know a fraction of what you know (laughs) about cameras and pictures and editing and stuff like that. I've made a couple movies, but you won't show them. All right. (laughs) Um, But anyways, so, I mean, how did you, like, how did that gifting come out in your life? Like, what drew you to support the church with your gifts in this way? Growing up, my dad was a pastor. I grew up in a local church. Um, I got to see all the behind the scenes things going on. Uh, my dad is a musician. Uh, he plays uh, jazz music and he plays the saxophone and basically any woodwinds. He's super talented. So just by being around my father, like he just with the music and things, um, I learned so much about music. Okay. Well, there was a couple times where I just got behind the scenes of things and, hey, here's uh, here's the sound guy. What do you do? Oh, my goodness, you do all this and holy cow. And um, then I started running slides and video and someone showed me like, hey, here's how you can edit. And I just got really excited about these skills. Mm-hmm. And it actually became like an issue probably for me where I was like, I'm going to chase this, right? Um, I'm going to be the best, you know, at the time I wanted to be a, the best edit- video editor that I could be or better than everybody. Yeah, It was a pride thing for me. And I went on a trip and I met, I met just my closest friend on this trip and we're still friends today and basically saw like, oh, like, no, like God is like all there is, right? That, mm. That's what, that's what I should be chasing. But like, for some reason, these uh, skills just like, I just picked them up. Like it just, it wasn't, it was effortless. Mm. Like I learned it and I just did it. It wasn't like, I didn't sit and study it. I was just naturally good at it. And I learned like, oh, I can use this in the church for God's glory and not for my own glory. That's a helpful thing, I think, for us to process, even as we're, as you're looking into this podcast, what are the skills God's given you, the desires he's given you, the aptitudes he's given you that you can use for his glory? And some of that's going to look like formally serving in the church and, and helping with our function. Other than that, it's just looking at your heart and going, okay, 
where am I giving this over to God for his glory versus in pride, kind of what you're saying, trying to be the best to prove something to someone else? Absolutely. Worship isn't being on stage, leading others in worship and singing. Singing is a kind of worship. Yeah. The way we live our lives is the is how we can worship, and we can do that through anything. And so maybe if someone's more technically inclined, they can find ways to use that to serve in those formal capacities in our church. Um, other people, we, we've got someone who who's volunteered for a while just to do handyman work around the church, and he's he's been a great servant. Dan, I don't know if uh, I don't know if Dan, if you're going to listen to this, but um, I want to <laughs> hype you up, man. Like Dan just volunteered and said, "Hey, can I serve and help?" And so we gave him a, a formal staff role, but he was already a super servant that God had just equipped in those things. It was effortless for him, and it was really hard for me. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing too. I mean, if we were all, you know, Jake or the guy up in front, we, it couldn't happen like it happens. And especially when you have an intensified situation like the COVID season where what do you do with online stuff? And I, I, I'm clueless towards it, but you have guys with giftings and abilities to do that. You do not want me designing stuff. That is not my gifting. That's not my calling. But you have different people and we see oftentimes the platform is such a higher level. And I just, I love your testimony of how like God, God uses you from the sound booth and on throughout the week, helping us disciple people. Like we want to make mature disciples that impact our community. And it comes through helping people know what we're doing. It comes through the ability to have a spot where our equipping podcast goes and having a website and our communications. It, it's a beautiful gift that God has given you. Yeah. And when you're comfortable in your own skin and in the skills that God gave you, you can shine with those skills and honoring him. And it's not just a, well, I'm just sitting back here. I'm just the guy that makes this happen and I get no appreciation. It's like, no, like I'm actually like, look what I look what I'm doing for God. Like mm-hmm. I'm a worshiper in pushing a button that fires the next slide. Yeah. I'm a worshiper mm-hmm. and when I hit the unmute button and it turns Jake's mic on. And I'm mm-hmm. a worshiper when I hit render on the video when it spits out a story that helps someone else, you know, be inspired about like, wow, I struggle with that too. That's awesome. My final two questions as we're as we're wrapping this up. First question, how can the folks listening in pray for you, your team, your volunteers? What what are the kinds of prayer requests that you guys have? You pray for us that we have a clear vision of what God set us out to do and that we would communicate that clearly and it would be inspiring to people and people wouldn't be inspired because of what we're doing. That's one of my greatest, my greatest fears is just that people would see like, wow, that was an awesome video. I was like, no, you're missing it, man. I, we didn't make an awesome video. We didn't make an awesome graphic. Like we we're trying to point people to Jesus and there's nothing better than doing that. Uh, yeah. So just pray that people see Jesus through our work. You can pray that uh, we would continue to raise up more people to help to do this work. More people, new ideas, things like that. So then the, the final question, how can people get involved in creative arts? If someone says, I want to take a next step, how do they get connected to start serving and using their gifts? Uh, there's plenty of opportunities to get involved in creative arts. There's obviously the Sunday opportunities. Uh, with worship and things where you could get involved by talking to Chris, our new worship director. Uh, there's places in the sound booth uh, where you're running slides and lights or cameras that you get involved. And there's a lot of other things. Shooting photos, being a part of our photography team, writing blog posts and things like that are helpful, or just editing uh, things that we write is super helpful. We're working on this next year. 
this was before all COVID, so we'll see how it goes. But we're, we'd like to start a story team where we're writing stories, we're shooting videos to tell stories of what God is doing in the people of our church. You've probably seen some of the story posters around the building, things like that. Graphic design. There's tons and tons of opportunities to fit in. You just go to our website, to the Serve page, and under there you'll see the creative arts, and then you can apply there. Awesome. Veritas, we hope that hearing a little bit more of Andrew's story and hearing about opportunities to serve is actually inspiring you to use your gifts too. You might not be the person that's going to be on stage giving announcements or whatever. You might not be the lead musician, but God has gifted you and equipped you to worship him with the skills and abilities he's given you to. So please be praying for creative arts, for the for the staff, but also for the volunteers that are part of communicating our vision and, and God's truth. And we'd love for you to go to the website and find ways for you to serve and use your abilities too. So, Andrew, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, this thanks for listening, guys. We love you. And, um, yeah, we hope this has equipped you more to serve God as part of Veritas Church. Yeah.